Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome and today we're going to talk to Courtney Weaver about her adventures and education and work experience. So welcome, Courtney. Tell us about your post-secondary education. Where did you go to school? Oh, thanks, Peter. Thank you for having me. I got my Bachelor of Arts Honours degree in history at Queen's University. It was while I was at Queen's University that I got interested in volunteering for disability-related events. And so for every year that I was an undergraduate student, I would do at I would volunteer at at least one or two events pertaining to Queen's University's Disability Awareness Month. So during the month of March, I would volunteer for at least one or two events during the period of March. And following getting my bachelor's degree in history at Queen's University, I then got a master's degree in critical disability studies at York University, which furthered my passion for disability and also well my probably my primary interest is autism but it's also broadened to disability and also accessibility and since then I have worked a variety of jobs and roles in the area of accessibility autism and disability from office assistant to MP Mike Lake who is also a national autism advocate who has a son named Jaden diagnosed on the autism spectrum I have also been an independent contractor for a nonprofit organization called Spectrum Intervention Group and also contract research and development assistant for the David C. Onley Initiative at Carleton University. And most recently, I've been an advisor for the Autism Mental Health Literacy Project, the Housing for an Autism Lens Project, and also program support officer for the Accessibility Accommodation and Adaptive Computer Technology Program of Shared Services Canada. What got you involved in disability? Oh, as as I mentioned before, it was while I was an undergraduate student at Queen's University that I first started volunteering for Disability Awareness Month events at Queen's University, and it was in my final year as an undergraduate student that I heard about the Critical Disability Studies Program and. In fact, it was also the Queen's Equity Advisor, Heidi Penning, and also my then sociology TA in my first year at Queen's University, Stephanie Cork, who thought that my volunteering for Disability Awareness Month events on campus would be a good fit for me and who approached me about it. And they, they got me started in volunteering for Disability Awareness Month events. So it wasn't somebody you knew or a family member? No, that was uh, somebody who took an interest and thought that I would be a good fit at, at school while I was an undergraduate student, and that's how I got started. Okay, excellent. So what's next? What are you going to do next? Currently, right now, I am between opportunities. My full-time term position with Shared Services Canada's ACT program has concluded and I am currently 
looking for work in autism and accessibility and disability. I'm primarily looking for an analyst role. However, I am also open to researcher as well as clerical slash admin roles as well. What is your ideal job three years from now? Hmm. Uh, three years from now, being, being an autism policy analyst. Okay, for the government or for a nonprofit? Government. Okay. Mm-hmm. Federal, provincial, municipal. Mm. I think primarily I'm looking at federal government just because my government experience has been at the federal level. However, I'm also open to provincial and municipal. Okay. So what are the, some of the skills and knowledge that you have that would make you a good candidate for that job? Well, some of my biggest asset is my attention to detail. That is a skill that I have been able to use in a variety of ways through my various jobs, whether it has been putting together research reports for the David C. Onley Initiative, compiling data for the ACT program, or for copying and pasting constituent emails uh, while working for Mike Lake, or also taking notes during phone calls with an autism stakeholder, and then typing up those notes and also saving them in the database and creating a profile of the stakeholder and also their business if that didn't already exist in, in the office database. Other skills that I would also be able to, that I would also be able to bring to the table include my background in research, which I was able to get extensive experience in as a result of my being an undergraduate and also graduate student, and also my research role contract research and development assistant for the David C. Onley Initiative, where I would compile reports pertaining to autism and various topics uh, also pertaining to accessibility. So some of the listeners may not know David Onley. Can you talk a little more about him? So David Onley, it's been a couple of years now since I did the David C. Only initiative. It concluded in April, just at around the time of when the pandemic happened. Yeah, so David C. Only, or the Honorable David C. Only, was the 28th Lieutenant Governor of Ontario from September 2007 until September 2014. He had up until that point had a distinguished career as a broadcaster, and he also championed disability issues for a lot of years. He had served as chair of the Accessibility Standards Advisory Council of the Government of Ontario, an Accessibility Council member for the Rogers Centre and the Air Canada Centre, and he was Ontario's first Lieutenant Governor with a physical disability. And 
his official mandate was accessibility. And what was his, or what is his disability? I know he's in a wheelchair, but I... Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I think in terms of what his particular disability is, that as we could see from pictures of him, he is, he is in a wheelchair. I think, though, knowing him, I think he would probably focus, well, because it was his official mandate, I think he would, I don't know if he, I'm not sure if the particular title of his physical disability is, I'm not sure how public it is given his particular mandate of accessibility, if, if that. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's interesting, there's a lady in Toronto who runs an organization called Access Now. Mm. And what's interesting about that one is she's in a wheelchair oh. and she went to a board of directors meeting of another organization to make a presentation. She had a friend go with her and that friend took all the chairs out of the boardroom. Mm. So all of the board members appeared and they didn't know what to do. Mm. So she was getting across her message of being in a wheelchair can be a problem and not having a chair oh. can be a problem. Wow. So mm. very good idea. Another lady that's of interest, and we did a podcast with this lady, she's in St. Catharines, and she has MS. Oh. And she bought and flies a two-seater airplane. Oh, wow. And she does acrobatic tricks on that airplane. Wow. So the point, I guess, I, I'm trying to make is that people with disability are underestimated what their capabilities are. Mm -hmm. So in our research, for example, we found that over 20% of Canadians have a disability. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you add in the family members of that person, right. and if you add in the friends of that person, it goes up to 53%, which is a very powerful group that could really make change mm -hmm. in this world. So having said that, uh, I think what we have to do is figure out what you would like to do and when you'd like to do it. So. Thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome.